0: Welcome to episode six of the podcast. This is going to be a mid-season Q&A, and I can't believe it's mid-season already. Um, so thanks to everyone who sent in their questions. We didn't get that many, but it's okay. The ones we did get is enough to fuel fuel us for an entire session.
1: Yep.
0: Andy is still in the UK, and he has yep. recovered right. from whatever ailment, lurgy, mutated covid
1: but yeah. Stomach, stomach bug too. you had. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just a gastro thing. It was a bit weird. Just sort of came on. I just couldn't keep food down for a few days, and uh, you know, no appetite and uh, pretty tired. So That's... I took a few, took a took a week off training, and uh, yeah, went from
0: there. Well, for Andy to take a week off from training, you know, it's serious. Serious. A <laughs> yeah.
1: well, week off from training and eating, my weight plummeted. Uh... Like. It was crazy. But then it's picked back up, so we're kind of where we were before I got ill. Yeah. So but you yeah. know, it looked really shredded. Like <laughs> after I was six for a few days and and you know, you know in the bathroom, you know, you look in the mirror, and you're like, That's really neat, to be fair. It's, you know, it's like a little mini cup and de- <laughs> shredded <laughs> yeah.
2: and
3: dehydrated.
0: Yeah, this is <laughs> a new dehydrated,
1: dehydrated. No uh, no glycogen <laughs> left. This could be a new
0: up, method yeah. New method to get shredded for your, for your shirt ideal one. Get food <laughs> poisoning <laughs> or, or whatever it was uh, <laughs> uh, Right, well uh, I think, should we get into some questions then Our first question is all about marinades and sauces and I think this is a really good one actually, so the person asked how do you track, well should you first of all and how do you track um, marinades, sauces, condiments, and spices? And yes, most certainly you should track uh, condiments and sauces because a lot of them are very calorific. Um, and I did do a small post about this the other day. We went out and I was giving tips for if you are eating out to ask for these, uh, you know, your sauces and stuff on the side so it's easier for you to add in if you want to add them in. Um, or or for you to sort of approximate them. And so, yes, definitely log them. And, I mean, I weigh them. If it's sort of ketchup or mayonnaise, soy sauce, just weigh it, and then that's how you log it. It's how you log anything.
2: Yeah.
0: A, a marinade is a bit different, I would say, because you're probably... Well, not, not really. You can still weigh it all out before and then marinate whatever you're going to marinate. I, I would probably
1: make your own marinade, being what was gone into it, because... Yeah, marinades are easy to make. Um, it's not like it's a sauce where you've got a specific taste. Like yeah, you know, a specific taste. Yeah. yeah. A
2: proper
1: high yeah. specific taste. Uh, marinade, most of it's going to be cooked off anyway, so you're better off just doing a recipe on my Fitness Pal, create it, weigh me in ingredients, and then work out what a serving is.
0: Yeah. But and it's, it's... you know,
1: it's pretty easy. Like sauces in general. You'd be surprised, like, I use HP a lot, and 30, it's a 30-gram serving of HP, and that's, that's quite decent. a lot.
0: Yeah, that's a decent
1: so serving. I don't use a, a full serving or anything. I Also, my favourite sauces are hot sauces, like Tabasco sauce or, or Frank's Red Hot, which have, like, zero calories because they're mainly vinegar with a little bit of chili it. Yeah. And you can pretty much use as much of that as you want, you know, because you're not going to... You know, gain any calories from it really um you know i would find a stronger if you like chili sauces you're better off get using really hot ones and using less of it yeah because i've been using a mild sweet chili sauce where you got a bang of hands for the sugar yeah because you find
3: a lot of people especially i'd say cereal dieters who it's like you're always dieting it's like i'm eating veggies then you see the amount of sauce that goes into the salad or whatever and it's and um, because cereal dieters you know it's always complaining weight is not going down blah 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 but you're not really taking into account everything else especially the sauces
0: and they add up
3: because you could be eating you know uh, in a deficit so your meals are in a deficit but the moment you put in the sauces it's it's it, it just takes it up and you're you're off the deficit and you're in a surplus or Yeah,
1: and it's Well that's the thing, it's how much sauce you have and I've seen yeah people that like I've, I've <laughs> seen people
0: go Yeah and they're like, like, Oh that's a serving you're like, Oh no yeah, like, that was not a serving
1: <laughs> <laughs> That was guesswork. That's it goes back to what we've always said though, about basics. Start off. Don't try to be an intuitive eater until you know what things actually are. Yeah. I always say, you know, better track early on and track everything, track all your condiments, measure them, understand what a serving of HP or ketchup is, or, you know, avoid probably barbecue sauces to the load it with sugar, but, yeah, you know, make your own sauces if you need to, you know, look for the reduced sugar sauces, but, but know what a serving size
0: is. It's absolutely because, like, when I, when I'm maintaining, or when I was in the surplus, I was I I, I did just guesstimate sauce, like serving. I love ketchup. (laughs) So I didn't even weigh that. And that's okay. But if you are in a deficit, then when I started weighing out that serving size, (laughs) I was like, I think I was up there with you, Andy, the 30 grams. Because the serving size actually of like ketchup mayo is usually 15 ml or 15 grams. It's about there. And like two servings of that is you're getting up to 40, 50 calories. So, you know, if you're having that every single meal... I think the important thing That's to remember
1: with corn syrup, like ketchup, is the sugar content.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. But you can get reduced sugar better. Like, Don't get cause that it is can... like sugar, And it's not, it's like fructose corn syrup sugars. It's like highly starch mm-hmm. modified. And, yeah, you know, especially if you are someone who is, has, like we talked last week about lifestyle issues. Yeah. Lifestyle diseases. If you are someone who's got blood glucose issues... You know, sauce can be so it really spikes your blood glucose and, and will cause insulin problems. And those sauces can dull your insulin sensitivity because mm-hmm. they are such high sugar. Yeah. So yeah, I think that from a health point of view, it's always worth remembering that. Hence why you know my go-to sources tend to be something like Frank's Red Hot or Tabasco, and you can get Frank's Red Hot in Kenya. Yeah. i've seen it i've bought it um you know uh, but once i've finished my chili farming and i've made my own hot sauce <laughs> yeah. a fermented hot sauce probably next year at some point
2: but Andy's hot sauce. everyone everyone
1: will be expected to buy it <laughs> yeah. in the of but um, we did attract, in fact it'd be more anabolic than all the other yeah. sauces. <laughs>
3: and actually what you've said i think applies to all foods especially if you shop yeah. in the supermarket just uh, try, get a habit of looking at the ingredients of your, you know, foods that you buy the most and just just learn what's going into your food and how much sugar or salt is in it. Yeah,
1: there's yeah a lot if you've of got sugar. time, prepare your own food from scratch always, including sauces. Things like ketchup's hard to replicate, like the same taste, mm-hmm. but... You know, if it doesn't mean if it's not about the taste so much, and it's things like marinades. I always say, like a marinade, you can, you can make a banging marinade in your kitchen quite quickly with some chilli, some lemon, some olive oil. Yeah,
0: you know, ginger, substitute. soy sauce. So, you know, exactly, yeah. Soy sauce. Yeah. It. <laughs> Easy. yeah, those yeah. are my
1: favourites. <laughs> you don't need, and you know, it doesn't need to take much time. You know, and you can prepare and you know have steaks wrapped in bags with marinades in. You can, fridge for days you know so you know it's don't get lazy for the sake of a few minutes you know so
0: exactly i don't track spices
1: no Uh. i sometimes do if i'm making a whole recipe like if i'm Doing a recipe on my fitness app, I just stick everything in as I do recipes. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: yeah. Like if it's no, tablespoons, or just if I want to replicate yeah. it next time I make it.
1: I'll be like, I want to replicate this. What's actually
0: in this recipe? Yeah. yeah. So I think a good, a good sort of uh, branching off of this is to really, you know, make the most of uh, my fitness Pal. Um Learn how yeah. to yeah. use the recipes part of it. It's so useful. And like Andy said, it's always in there. And then if you do change your quantities a bit, you can just change it there yeah. very yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, and then also learn to use your sort of um, meals, so like plan like your sort of main meals you eat every day, and then it's just really quick and easy to log them in, and then just change it if your quantities are slightly different. Yeah. Here's the
1: thing: if you've got questions about my fitness pal for the guys listening, ask us questions about my fitness pal. Know. you know that valid questions because like loads of people go oh, i don't like tracking because you know the app confuses me oh, well, yeah. just know what you've not asked anyone any questions how to use it oh. you are not know, expecting to be an expert in my fitness pal from day one yeah. it takes time to understand it, it does, i also think yeah.
3: you know how humans are in a way you're just scared of knowing i think people are scared yeah. of finding yeah. out yeah how much more yeah. or how much less they're actually eating so, it's
1: like, it's, it's, that, it's that thing when you get a new client. you go, right, first week I just want you to track what you are eating now yeah. currently. got <clears throat> yeah. panic in their eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's, I mean, it's and everyone does it slightly differently which is, yeah. you know, it's so good to ask questions about it. People are like, oh, that's that's so much easier than how I used to do it and how you're doing raw to, to cook food. Well, you doing? Doing that is yes. Raw
1: cooked white yeah. it doesn't really matter, does it? As long as you're consistently doing the same thing. Yes, perfectly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I and it's a funny one because, you know, I know, I think you, you guys or on at least, does. this is the Phil Abiad podcast.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, and the same question comes up every single time. Uh-huh. How, you know, when you're tracking your meat, do you do it as raw weight or hard
2: weight? yeah.
1: It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just keep to the same one every single time. And, you know, variables are the same.
2: You
0: know? Yeah. Exactly. And there's, I mean... With our online clients, we we do sort of pretty in depth tutorials on, on yeah. how to use it because, um, you you know it, it just makes your life so much easier because, a lot of people are, are parents cooking for their family and they're like, well, I don't want to be eating you know making my own food here yeah. on the sun. Like, you don't have to. If you know if you you can make a whole recipe and then you just weigh it out for yourself, for yourself. and it's yeah. it's really easy. Um,
1: it's what I do. I I make a big bowl of say curry. I will then. Look, i portion stick it in the fridge and say to anyone, help yourself to it. Yeah. That's the portion there. <laughs> yeah. Eat it or eat half of it, doesn't really matter to me. You know, it's cooked and then I just need to, if I need to, cook more. But, yeah. you know, we can all eat the same meal. Or we can all go to the fridge and choose one of each meals.
0: Have- <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, it yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's, it just shows you there's no excuses, you know. It's it's not going to make you look like a pariah weighing your food or making no, yourself some something yeah. weird and dry without sources because you're, you're scared or you don't know how to log them. And I
1: think that's the thing. A lot of people, I mean, look at a bodybuilder's diet and think it has to be boring, right? And Plain dry. chicken, <laughs> bit of broccoli, bit of rice. It doesn't. I You know, look, I love my chicken goat. Well, uh, you know, chicken, some spices some tomatoes, some onions, some garlic, a, handful, a big handful of spinach, maybe some peppers. Kaya loves it. I love it. But actually, the calories, the main calories come from a chicken, added olive oil, and then, so your good fats and your protein's there, and then the rice on the side of your carbs. Yeah, I think... Yeah, some spinach there for some extra oomph and some fibre. Yeah. So really, you know, you can load that with flavour yeah. and... Generally speaking, people don't need to think we've got to eat plain chicken breast, plain yeah, rice. Yeah, because uh, I
3: think people forget like bodybuilders and just sportsmen alike. It's, it's more of a convenience issue. Yeah, than, 100%. Yeah, it's because you, you can flavor a chicken or eat bland. For a sports person, a bodybuilder, it doesn't matter. You're thinking of numbers and the goal. But yeah. for most people, that that's not that's not their like, way of yeah, life. Yeah, you've so. still got to
0: enjoy it. And yeah? like, now I'm in a deficit, Leon is not. For so ease, ease for me, I prefer to cook.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm very boring and quite plain. But I'll make sauces and everything separately. Yeah, on the side. And, and, then, and then you just mix it all at the end. But it, for me, it's just ease. It's just easier to track because... When he's cooking, yeah, he's like yeah, a little like, splash here of
1: this and I'm like. That mess with my fitness now, and I will have. I will have a curry. Like I will go chicken curry for breakfast. Uh, Mid morning dinner, I might have a chili and rice. Then curry and rice, the chili and rice, and yeah. yeah. And depending if I'm cutting, I'll just have less. Less of oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep more with a chicken, rest. And, you know, do it like that. And, you know, as long as you know what's in it, you can work out your daily meal yeah. and your daily food intake. Where it comes yeah. down to it, the only time as a bodybuilder you need to overly worry is when you're in prep. And then when you bring your calories so low that, therefore, anything you can cut out, which is just going to be added calories, you do. So it's easier to go claim yeah. that because... You don't, if you want to add a little bit of extra fat, yeah. you can just yeah. add a teaspoon of olive oil yeah. on the top, a little bit of sugar via ketchup or whatever. You know, you can add those after to the plain meal,
2: yeah.
1: But it's easier to track. But generally speaking, in the off season, it's about having for bodybuilders having whole meals that hit all those macros but also improve your health in the off season, yeah. And I think that's why you're better off with things like stews and curries where you know what's got in it because you can then load it with some vegetables and fiber and it's easier to eat. Because the problem is, if you've just got a big pile of chicken breast, a big pile of rice, and a pile of broccoli, that is not going to taste good in your mouth and you will get bored nope. quite quickly. <laughs> if it's got a little bit of a tomato sauce with it, that you will digest it better because yeah you know, you'll produce more saliva because you'll you'll want to eat it and it digests quicker yeah and you won't be so full when you get to your next meal
0: yeah no I think those are great points okay question number two I really like this one as well has your coaching ethos changed in the last year or two and yeah. I think we all agree that you know as a coach you should be constantly evolving learning and not afraid to admit that your past Techniques or ways were maybe a bit misguided or wrong. Um, you know, we all look back to that first program we wrote, and we're probably thinking, oh, "Wow." <laughs> oh yeah, I, I oh, still sorry, have. Sorry, mi- clients.
3: I, I have mine, the one I wrote for myself, and it's like volume, like volume, volume city. Vol- yeah, it came with <laughs> the whole family. It and- is. <laughs> I think
1: the main thing you learn though, as a coach, as you go, it's not objective. And I think the problem is like with new coaches. They like, have this one size fits all mentality. We've learned this set thing, yeah. You know, be it eight, four by eight, four sets of eight reps. These exercises must be in training plan. Yeah, so I must be eating this many calories in a deficit. However, yeah. when you coach more and more people, you realize it's very subjective, and a plan does need to be tailored. And your coaching style changes. You know, the reason this question came up, we were talking before as well people won't realize this Yeah, we were having a good discussion i think i've changed my coaching this year a lot because just because i've spent more time doing even more research and looking at different ways of doing things purely because you know looking for yeah you know, we're always trying to increase knowledge and i think you know i've been looking at a lot of patrick tour stuff and yeah he's good know, and there's a lot of stuff i used to like him. You know, do anyway, like things like rest pause, drop sets, intensifiers, but also then looking at how he prescribes food. And if you've got someone who's very good at form, lifting the weights, going to the gym regularly, I mean, training with good intensity, you can base the calories based on training performance. Because you know they will go into each session much the same as the last. So therefore, as it gets stronger, you, you increase the calories. So you're only feeding the gym progress rather than just having a set feeding pattern.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, I I've actually. never even <laughs> thought about that. I think that's a so. yeah. So as,
1: long, so as long as gym strength and progress increases you increase the calories to match that. And so it makes you those. Then they get stronger again, and everything just keeps working symbiotically. And that might mean on rest days reducing calories, it may mean putting them up. It depends on the person, how their metabolism works, how their digestion is, how their recovery is. But again, that's that subjective matter. If they are someone who on the rest day becomes very sedentary, you know, say we work from home or an office, and they're very sedentary on the rest days, you're probably better off reducing the calories keeping certain things high like the protein because they're still going to be repairing their muscles from previous session, maybe keep fats high, the carbs low because they're not expending lots of energy. Yeah. yeah and thus, if someone works there as a labourer, you need to keep those carbs a little bit higher on rest days because they are still expending energy. Maybe we'll use up the calories you need to rebuild otherwise. So it's just about knowing your clients, knowing how they work, Uh, and then programming accordingly yeah
3: which i think for me that also changed because i know when i started i was very big on carbs being the main energy source rather than looking at an individual that way like what do you do what you know how how does your day look like how do you deal with stress and things like that i looked at it like carbs are energy so i'm going to look at that first before anything else so I'd say that's also one very big thing, especially in nutrition. It it's just become subjective, and it's it's never one size fits all.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't even know where to start. I've learned so yeah, much this year, honesty. Like
3: <laughs> oh yeah, this year a lot. And I think years. Andy, like
0: you said, because we've just had more more time to do research and everything, and yeah. I. Uh, mine has mainly come from sort of um, biomechanics. I did a whole post on this actually, and just unlearning a lot of things we're taught. Um, and of course, you do need that basic learning. We've always said that. You need your NASM, your ISA, your whatever. Your foundation. Your foundation course and certification. Yeah. But that is very broad and it is literally the basics. From there, you really need to. Yeah, unlearn a lot of stuff, like you don't always have to do a four a set sets of four, 10 to 12 reps, you know, it's, and, and just unlearning a lot of sort of techniques, um, and for me, taking out a lot of booty band work, that kind of thing, just from learning how the glutes actually work, how, you know, it, it, hip thrusts back into a banded abduction don't work um, kind of thing. And you know, a huge one was you know, like when you're doing the pulling motion, you're like, okay, squeeze your shoulder blades back. That's first, then pull. You're like, uh, no, no. So just doing a lot of unlearning, and then also, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I think that like you said, Andy, that uh, like my first programs were so boring. It was four by ten, three by twelve, and it's like, no, you can do like you can do a one times a hundred, you can do a yeah. one times fifty. You know how how to. To plan according to the client, you might be doing a strength phase, you might be doing a metabolic phase. You know, for women, you might be matching it to their cycle, uh and the same goes for the nutrition. So yeah, it's it's been a, yeah. mon- a monster oh, year
1: because people do forget, as coaches especially forget that they're, people can grow in various rep ranges.
2: Mm, yes,
1: and, and people have different needs, and people can recover from different amount of volume. As we say. Volume should only be set by someone's ability to recover.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: If someone's got super recovery abilities, they, they train, they go home, have a nap, they sleep well at night, you know, they eat well, they can probably handle a bit more volume that week because they've recovered so well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And you, it takes a while to learn to look out for these things as a coach and to ask the questions of your client, have you slept, have you recovered, you know, before planning a block, you know, before doing a training block, you know, get some feedback from a previous block. What exercises did you enjoy? Which ones did you enjoy and why? Is it just because they were hard? If they were hard to keep them in. If it's just because they felt awkward and you aren't connecting, we would take them out? And how did you recover from those exercises? You know, how was your eating? And things like this. And these are questions that come with experience. Um, and yeah, you're right, biomechanics, I think one of the biggest things I've learned over the last few years is you can't truly isolate a muscle. Not truly, you know. When people go, "Right, right, we've got to just purely work on your lat width.
3: Yeah. So you <laughs> or over upper, right. ch- your upper we've got chest.
1: Work on, yeah, we are going to do your upper chest <laughs> or we are just going to isolate your delts. It's like, right, yeah. it doesn't work like that. So yeah. therefore, your, your training program has to understand that Certain exercises fit together.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. and certain exercises don't, because you know, you're all over the show. So I think, you know, programming and we've had that whole we've had a whole discussion on programming and an episode on programming is a super important skill for coaches. And but that goes hand in hand with understanding biomechanics. And I think as soon as you realise that as a coach, your programming becomes better. Yeah. And once you understand that the nutritional needs of that programming and recovery, then your nutritional planning becomes better. Yeah, we, and it's a whole symbiotic thing rather than yeah. you know, two different things. You
3: know. Yeah, which is also, like you said, also understandings like just the principles and techniques. Because if I look at my programs now and then, I think then there was a rest pause, there was a drop set, there's a triple drop set, there's a uh <laughs> <ISO> hold <laughs> It's like you're, yeah. you're trying to use so many techniques to
0: without knowing why. without knowing. Just like, why just shove why that in there. Yeah. You're like on it looks cool. For every exercise. <laughs> yeah. Like And
1: there's no need and it's almost impossible to recover. For most people, if you're lifting heavy enough, you can't do a drop set every, on every yeah. set. Or, yeah can't do you know drops on that set you know nice i to hold the this set up rest some great sets in the middle just giving it time to you know for your metabolites to build back up and, Yeah, you know everything else
3: and i think for me that was a problem i did as a beginner you know because uh, i think as a beginner you access so much information you start trying to look smart to like your clients like. Like, yes. I, I know, yeah. I know things, so
1: Yeah, that's the thing, a lot of yeah. coaches are for this, like, trying to impress their clients with knowledge, and just put it in for no real reason, and it's like, you, you, you know, in the others used to be in magazines, and it'd be like Marcus Rule mm-hmm. doing a 10 by 10, <laughs> you know, Branch warrants doing this, then you try and merge them together. Yep. That's got to be good, that's got to be good, let's really go really <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, it doesn't work like that, and you we're know, two different people, and just because it's written in a magazine, we're like, Are you doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah actually, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> you know, you look, you know, you, you try to impress the clients, but actually, what a lot of clients need to, need to learn is the basics the basic, work. Yeah. And it may seem like quite a boring training. Yeah. But actually, that's
0: probably the most effective. <laughs> True. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> no, you know. Yeah. And just, be just... blinded
1: y- by your coach getting your jump all
0: over. So just <laughs> yeah. it no, up. no. And I mean, you as a coach also need to be pretty hot on your anatomy. Or you should oh, be. Oh, yes. Because once you understand the muscles, you will understand you know how yeah biomechanics and how everyone is different how i might target my lats might be slightly different than Absolutely. for leon yeah and that's where it because yeah. you got very different legal lengths totally yeah, yeah. and yeah, different and,
1: body
2: shape different yeah, yeah.
0: it does and yeah. it, you know it's especially now with the rise of online coaches that i would never have gone straight into online coaching you need to work with people face to face first I still believe that because that's where you learn how different bodies work because when you're an online coach, you're not... Okay, they are sending you form videos, but you're not there with them where you can probably see that they're not feeling that exercise and why. So, How do you know your form's any good?
3: (laughs) Exactly, yeah.
0: (laughs) If you've not
1: worked with people and you've not been in that gym environment where you are the coach and you're coaching with other coaches... I suppose, you know, you've got, or you've not been progressing your own education, like, you know, how can you give someone form advice on a squat or deadlift if you've not done an Olympic lifting course, say, or, you know, I think it's, it can be a bit ludicrous, people who are very new to coaching, to say, send me your form video <laughs> online, and I'll just look at a video, oh, and you can obviously tell, you yeah, know, it takes a lot to be able to look at a video and look at someone's form, You've got really you no know, the exercise to starters to see it on the video go because the angles always one angle yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the side so, yeah, that you know, looks there's good a, you know, there's a lot of variables
3: yeah yeah I was even going to say there's um for guys who listen and you're interested in anatomy there's the app it's called Essential Anatomy yeah it's it's good. an amazing app um,
0: it's not free but it's worth it yeah but yeah. but what
3: there's best? um you. For, I know muscles and bones is free, but if you want to get like the nerves, the
0: ligaments.
3: lymphatic system, the yeah. ligaments, you'll you have yeah, to pick. Yeah, but if it's you just so want cool. to look at muscles yeah. and stuff, just, yeah. get, link it below, just... Link it
1: below, guys. Link it below. Yeah, like, yeah but, we'll,
0: we'll definitely link yeah.
1: that. Um, but no, um, the other one is like, you know, you sign up to like someone like the Muscle Mentals website. Yes. So it, yeah. it can, most, you know, Luke of the Muscle Mentals is super shit hot on on his um, biomechanics stuff. Yeah. And, you know, if you're ever in the UK, you do courses and things. They're not cheap, but they're the sort of things where if you are serious about your coaching, and I've seen people fly all over the world to attend certain seminars on biomechanics because, you know, it might be someone like, you know, go see, you know, about programming, go fly to Dr. Mike Islotel, or, you know, go, go to a Muscle Mentals weekend seminar.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, Combine it with your holiday, you know, take a holiday to the UK for a week and you know, try and do a course oh, yeah. yeah, Save two or three, three days. In yeah. And
0: that's I think that leads really nicely into the next question was identifying coaches and mentors and that is I think a number one thing to look out for, you know, is their continuing personal development. You know, have okay, they you want to make sure obviously that they're certified first. But then to see if they're continuously investing in their in their education, like, are they doing these sort of extra courses? Are they kind of specialising in this or that? I think that's a, a really good one to look for.
1: Yeah, I, you know, it's important. That is something I, I, I like to rant on, and you know, you'll probably know <laughs> talking about it in a second. Like, yeah, you, know, you, you look on the social media, and there's guys coaching on there, guys Kenyan guys, with a lot of natural good genetics. I mean, look great, right? We've got natural genetics, but I mean, look fancy training on the Instagram video. Yeah, maybe squatting, and it looks all nice to the untrained eye, but the fact is that they're going up and down really quick with a lot of weight. No real benefit to anyone. We're doing that, or we're doing calisthenics, or we're doing something. We're bouncing all over the show. The fact is, yes, that person may look good and they may have lots of followers. It doesn't mean they're a good coach because the reality is this, depending on what your goal is, you know, you've got to look at, don't look at the coach. And I say, you know, people get caught up with abs and everything else when looking for a coach. Yes, I think coaches should project a healthy image. You don't want to see pictures of your coach, you know, partying and wasted and eating, you know, big pizzas and stuff. But, to a certain extent, body shape has little to do with it because you know things like abs are very genetically based anyway. You know where people deposit fat and who else. But mm. for, have a look at their clients. How are their clients changing? Look at client transformations, and not the like. Don't get caught up with coaches who train top athletes and only post about the top athletes. If you are a general population client who just wants to get fit for everyday life. Look at coaches who've transferred, transformed general population clients—people with busy lives at yeah. work, families who have to balance all that—and transform because that's why the coach for you. Yeah, so cool. they can do their job and does it well consistently.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people—it's you're just caught up in the number of followers and yeah. the ins. I call them Instagram shenanigans, you know, as long as you can make a video look cool. Yes. Well, it sells, but uh, it's it's not.
0: But there's nothing behind it. Yeah, if there's, there's no. If there's no real reason exactly. why. You're like,
1: uh, what's the if point? You, if you can look with a trained guy and say, why is that person doing this with their own train? Yeah. yeah.
2: Why
1: would you expect it to be different with your train? They your... can't. <laughs> They can't train themselves properly. Yeah. Why would they train you? There's no knock on any individuals, because I think people just haven't got the knowledge. But one thing I expect from coaches and people who are training people, you have a responsibility to your clients, is to increase your knowledge. Yeah,
3: because uh, and
1: provide the best coaching you can provide if you're taking someone's money. For that. Sense? Yeah,
3: because even um, some of the younger guys who like DM for just advice and. There's, there's nothing wrong with putting exercise videos on social media, but if you're trying to, you know, sell yourself, just put the video and try have a context behind it because, yes. well, I say long gone are the days where you're just putting videos for, you can put for the fun of it, but if you're trying to become a PT or a coach, it's nice to have context behind that to to show at least you understand what you're talking about, and just don't don't um, and don't assume everyone is genetically gifted. I guess.
1: Yeah, like... education thing. I think, and I think uh, people now, as we have mentioned before, using social media are looking for a deeper yeah. engagement. They want, see that education pushed forward. You know, it's all well and good just following someone because they got their abs out or you know, girls showing her ass in know the gym shark leggings. Okay, great. But what are you gaining from that? And you know, and that doesn't mean we're a good coach. So if you're looking for a coach, don't get caught up. Get caught up in the knowledge rather than in the
0: image. Yeah, oh so. yeah, huge. Like I mean, every time I post something, I'm like, is this gonna help someone? You know, is this gonna be useful? Like I would, I like to post some exercise videos, but like uh, Leon says, it's got to have something there. Like yeah. this, this is what you can do if you have. I don't know, a bad knee. Or if you're bored of this kind of core exercise, you could try this, but not prescribing you like, that this is, you know, this is what you should be doing. Because obviously, I don't know. But (laughs) so... I think it comes again. Like you can follow some people, and I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't follow yeah, enter- you know anyone yeah, who you want. But that's why good. you follow them. Yeah. If you if you're wanting a coach, yeah. just be very uh, be be very picky, and don't be afraid to, to DM them and ask them stuff. Because yeah. you obviously want it to be a good fit both ways. The the yeah. more you know about each other, the better.
3: Because there's, like, there's a
0: difference between entertainment
3: and education. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say.
0: Are you going to spend
1: money or be entertained? Yeah.
3: Yeah, this whichever you go with, then if it's education, I, the 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 entertainer coaches will not be a good pick for you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, question one, one, two, three, four. Question number four. Uh, five tips for new lifters. Um, we've probably covered this before, but it's yeah. it's such a good one, and I I don't think we can ever talk about it enough because i think people generally fall into the same trap <laughs> when they're in uv and i think number one thing is you don't need to go straight into a bro split oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know I, we,
1: think, I think the first thing we like always says is have a have a goal in mine a set yeah. goal right because until you have a goal you are just going to be going into the gym and wandering around and Not really. Or following
0: random IG workouts. (laughs)
3: Exactly.
1: Yeah, you you need to have a goal. So yeah, go in and go. What is my goal? And I think, especially women, misunderstand what that goal is because a lot of women go in and go, "I want to lose weight." Well, actually, what we want to say is, I want to have different body composition, which isn't about scales. It's about you know holding maybe more muscle lean lean muscle mass and losing body fat you know so you know understand those differences i think that's for everyone yeah have a goal when you step into the gym for the first time i think that's that's my number one yeah no definitely
0: that should be the first thing and then yeah i mean two is for when you're starting out that's actually one of the best times to invest in a personal trainer you know it doesn't have to be forever even just a month or two so you learn the basic movements yeah. and again that's a great thing to do is just learn the basics and keep doing them um until you're good at them you know you don't need to jump into something really complex or fancy just you know learn those basic movements get your form perfect on them um and i think that would be my my number i, two think, I think
1: that's great too i think a part of that is what, you know when you get your gym membership and they go, all right, do you want to uh, um, have a, like induction? And someone can show you every piece of equipment and what it does. Yeah. I think take them up on that, yeah. learn so, so you don't get confused by what the equipment is in the gym. Yeah. I see this all the time, people misusing equipment. They're not quite sure what it is, yeah. how it works. And you think, well, what happened on their induction? There must have been someone who showed them rounds and yeah. said this this does that, and don't be afraid to speak to a gym instructor right, and say, how does this piece of equipment work,
2: yeah.
1: um, and then that brings you into your basic movement, I think, you know, you, it's one of two things, I would say, yeah, get an actual personal trainer, at least for a few sessions to, like, one, one upper session, one lower session, say, just learn the basics, yeah, then maybe get an online coach, well, but, you know, because there's no point jumping straight into an online coach and say, if you don't know how to do the basics yeah. Yeah. and everything else. But then again, that's, that's implies that the guys, the personal trainers at gyms know what they're talking about as well.
3: Yeah.
1: And that gets us on to tip number two. If you do, well, maybe it's part of tip number two. Yeah. Uh, check, if you are going to get a PT, check their qualifications. Yes. Make sure that the gym's got insurance for it. Yeah. Before you part with money. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's such a good one.
3: Also, I'd say uh, when you start, I guess it could go anywhere, but just remember to not emotionally get invested in an exercise or a movement because in the long run, you might find it just doesn't work well for your anatomy and, you may have to look for a different variation. So, go in with an open mind. I think that makes more sense. Just as a as a beginner, you're you know you're not sure. Maybe you might enjoy weightlifting later on. You might enjoy CrossFit. You might enjoy hypertrophy or powerlifting. So, just go in with an open mind and try yeah. learn everything.
1: And try different things. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, I think if you've got a friend who's a a bodybuilder, have a training session with them. If you've got a friend who's into CrossFit, mm-hmm. go for a CrossFit session with them. You know, learn, you know, if you've got a friend who does, you know, I don't know something else like, you know, functional training, yeah. go with them. You know, powerlifting, find what you enjoy because you're more likely to keep to that style well, yeah. training if you enjoy it.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, things like if you want to be a bodybuilder and you enjoy if you can train with someone who trains with legitimate intensity from day one, you are already taking a big step because yeah. <laughs> intensity is not something an online coach can tell you to do. It, you know, it has to be taught in person. Yeah. A lot of PTs don't know how to train with intensity. So if you can find someone who is an intense trainer, and can train with intensity, they will train with you if you match that intensity. You don't have to match their strength.
3: Yeah, true.
1: Just mm-hmm. the intensity. Yeah, you, know, you lift as strong as you can lift. And they'll appreciate that, and you know, I think you know, you're always better off trying to train with someone more experienced with you, at least for a couple of sessions, just to learn. And I like taking my nephew when I'm about to the gym and making him almost cry, but yeah. he now knows <laughs> yeah. what's expected for when training. Session, yeah. Right? yeah, and that's, you know, that's a good thing to have when you're 18. I wish I had had someone show me at 18 what intensity I needed. Yeah, we
3: only had the Flex magazine, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That, like, <laughs> I look at my other training, rugby and Muay Thai, I had guys around because they're like in a different environment. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You've got a coach with Muay Thai on bags, they're telling you to kick harder, harder, harder. Rugby, you got team. team. Yeah, when you're yeah. young and you're developing, you know, there's older players like, go on, hit it harder, make that tackle. You know, so that knowledge is imparted on you. But when you go to the gym for the first time, you're often on your own, you've got your headphones in, no one's pushing you through that session. I think that's important. I think that's quite important.
0: Yeah. And I think just be very patient and, you know, patience and consistency is always going to win out. And like master the basics. Don't, you know, the same with, uh, you know, with your nutrition or anything, you know, Day one, you don't need to go out and buy every single supplement under the sun, every single bit of weightlifting equipment under the sun. You know, those are the those are the those are in the future. You know, when you after you've mastered yeah, those those, yeah. those yeah, basics, sure. and that can take a long time. So, yeah, just be yeah. be in it for the long ride. You know, nothing. Nothing comes overnight. Muscle doesn't come overnight. Fat loss doesn't come overnight. Skills don't come overnight. So,
1: yeah. I was going to say, patience is the biggest skill, especially for people who really want to transform their bodies. Yeah. If you're impatient, it becomes a tortuous process. Yeah. Because you you yeah you know, you lose sight of the process. You're not you, enjoying you know, it. You're worrying about it on the daily. And I think the mental side... As important as the physical side, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking at you know patients and this. Kind of... Also, I see it a lot. People get nervous about first
0: time. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, Andy has frozen. Has frozen for a bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he was talking about. We were doing nervous. so well
0: with internet.
3: Yeah, I was talking about getting nervous on the first time.
0: So, oh I was I was uh, so terrified my first time going to the gym I yeah, sort of you kind of sort of scuttle in
3: yeah everyone looks like they know what they're doing except
0: you you think they're <laughs> looking at you and judging yeah. you but they're they're honestly not
3: uh one minute let's get Andy back um just went offline oh yeah okay we're, we're back were. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I was on yeah, the wrong uh, I was
1: saying um People go in and super nervous and think everyone knows what they're doing, so and that stops people from ever entering a gym. Or you build up all this anxiety that they they're too nervous to even step foot. But the fact is, and we said this on the show before, the majority of people in that gym probably don't know what they're doing. The majority are winging it, and you know if you can go in with a plan, tracking your progress, you will already be in a better position with most of the people in bed, even if you don't know the exercises. You can work with someone on that. But if you've got yeah. a clear goal and you're willing to work and you're willing to track and progress, you're already on to a winner.
0: Yeah, because- For sure. <laughs> and I think willing to invest a bit of money in yourself as well, like in getting a good coach. There's no point sifting around for someone cheap because yeah. that's just gonna take you backwards. You might as well cheap invest from the beginning Cheap is expensive. Nice <laughs> yep. one. Yeah. So, right. Next question. Okay, this is a good one for all of us. Five pieces of equipment uh, for building your gym or in your gym. Yeah, like, if, yeah, I
1: think it came from, I got asked this question. Yeah. I think it comes think back yeah we- you were to build a home gym, okay. yeah. home about gym. Lockdowns. Okay. it could be a home gym or a small gym. Like, okay. you know, with lockdown may yeah. come back round again. And yes. then the UK, there's talk about another lockdown. Yeah.
3: We've, we've discussed this before. Let's see who has a new equipment, equipment. Oh, yeah, on, like, to their list. <laughs> <what you>
0: <laughs> well, like, I, th- I think we're next level. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've gone a bit beyond your mere home gym. So why don't we do home gym and then home gym on steroids?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, basic <laughs> home gym:
1: get a bench, dumbbells, and barbell, and and um, some sort of stand for the you know to to rack a barbell on or whatever. yes, yeah. but yes If you've yes. got if you've got a bench, you've got a good set of dumbbells and barbell set. You can pretty much do most things. Yeah. I would add some bands, the long
0: ones, not not
3: also yeah. bands. also. I think um like if if you have extra money i guess i think a suspension trainers like the trx yeah they've they've proven to make sure
1: you have those properly secured, yes. like <laughs> no, no, no. maybe screwed into a concrete brick wall thing, yeah. rather than trying to tie it to a door handle or we've whatever seen, gym we, failures you're seeing. Yeah, see
3: we've in. seen the videos yeah. of doors coming. Yeah, off, but so.
0: they, those are those, <laughs> are, those are really good. They're 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 a good one to have because I think we are even discussing today, like home gyms, back training can be one of the hardest uh to do you know push is easy legs is easy but like pulling can be quite hard so suspension trainers are are great for that yeah Yeah,
3: because um assuming you know someone has like a weak or bad back and the options when it comes to pulling when you don't have like machines to support you can be can be difficult so a TRX yeah. is mm-hmm. an amazing it's piece of stuff.
0: Yeah, and we will we'll, same. TRX is good. We'll give a plug to Doctor Simon. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Pain and Gain equipment now has amazing stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's, we will we will link him because if you want a really great home gym setup, good quality stuff, he will sort you out. Yeah.
3: Um. Actually, it's like uh, this question is uh, I think Andy's frozen again, but. <laughs> This question is, uh, wait just one minute and we're back, uh, (laughs) just having small time internet issues, but I was going to say it's like, um, the other day when I was researching and it's just a question someone asked me and I was researching and you notice, especially like guys in the movies or American prisons, when you see YouTube and they have the basic, basic equipment. You do your pull-ups, you have your bubble with weights, you have your dumbbell weights, bench with a rack maybe for leg workout, and then eat, sleep, and, <laughs> you know, recover. So
0: Eat,
1: sleep, recover. Repeat. Yeah, that's the main thing. I think if you've got the basics, I think a pull-up bar, chill-up bar is a good one mm. because you can do a lot. If you can learn to do good strict pull-ups, yeah, you can develop quite quickly a decent back. Yeah. Just
0: so by adding so it, you know? Yeah, and you can um, add weight to that as well. Yeah, you can head,
1: wear a backpack with some yeah. your dumbbell plates in, you know. The fact is you can get stronger and progress. And the same with the dumbbells. And if you run out of weight, add the bands, add some chains, things locking you around, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Um so I think they have the other key things really a good stand for a squat stand yeah. or a dumbbell stand that you can is adjustable so you can put a bench under it to do Bench press, but also use it for squatting is great. Um, so good quality stand, good quality bench, and a, a dumbbell set that you can add weights to. Yeah. And seen, you're, you're laughing, really. You've, you've seen... got all the basics. I think even for me, I think you know, as we get onto what we do next and you know, building a home gym, I think for a lot of the upper body stuff. You really don't need a lot of fancy equipment but like yep. the basics work an inclined dumbbell bench press is still one of the king chest and delt builders yeah and it you know it doesn't need to be too fancy and because it's inclined you can use a little bit less weight than a flat bench
3: yeah it's like um if if kenyan tax wasn't that bad you've seen the you know the electromagnet the uh, electromagnet plates where you yeah. You just add the sort yeah. of yeah, magnetic is, yeah. um, power yeah, to the weight yeah. and it gets heavier. So rather than buying 30 dumbbells, you,
1: you yeah, have. You you're bow flexing returns. Yeah,
3: they're quite but That's a the good thing, investment.
1: you know, there is, you know, things like that for upper body is great, you know. Even when you are experienced, most core exercise things are the bread and butter for everyone. Yeah. Being the professionals, you know, it's bent over dumbbell rows, bent over barbell rows are still done by pretty much ninety percent of the pro bodybuilders. You know, because the basics work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then when you you know that's when you need some good programming. You know, when when yeah. you do have those basics, because you can keep progressing with them if you know how to. Yeah.
3: So. I
0: think legs
1: is a bit different because you know not everyone's going to benefit from squatting. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: what I was saying. Now, now we can go to your dream gym on steroids.
1: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like, like how we're building our gyms at home. Yeah. What we? Yeah, I'll go through mine quick because I know we both got. I so You're building yours. I'm building mine. So first thing I got uh, was a T-bar row a landmine and the thing is it doesn't even need to be like i got mine built but you can get just a landmine attachment
3: yeah true true
1: and with that bar you know that hinge you can do so many variations of exercise from you know presses to you know landmine squats to you know your rows and single arm rows like you can do a whole range with a t-bar so therefore you know that's the first thing i bought because I think it's got the most applicational uses. Then, as you know, um, I built a pulley system, but actually, I'm bringing another one in. Three weight pulley system because you know that's great for doing you know lats, some rowing, some Plus bicep yeah, work, some that. tricep. Yeah. Um, with me doing a pendulum squat, and the reason, as I've mentioned before and here, is with a pendulum squat, you can use a lot less weight on it because you know, the whole setup's quite heavy. And with you know, with that weight, you don't need a lot of plates, so you can get more bang for your buck. So, you know, as I said, then we go concentrate. In an ideal world, and I'm trying to work on this, I would have an adductor machine because it's quite a hard exercise to replicate. And try to build your adductors not everyone's going to build some squatting funny, with funny stances or, yeah yeah <laughs> it's a it's a hard thing to replicate and without good adductors your legs will always look narrow right you know you have the biggest quads in the world and your, your legs still won't look great without big adductors yeah so i think i get an adductor machine and as i said i looked at that sort of one I sent you guys where you can load, plate load it and it lifts the plate up as, you, as it goes together. The plate yeah. lifts up yeah. and up. So I think that's relatively easy to make and I'm looking to get one of those made. So I think your best investments are into the leg equipment initially. Yeah. But obviously, power rack, if you can get power rack with all the attachments like a, you know, lap pull down, low row. Yeah. even better just get one of those it's like the one I sent you which was like if you get that like with uh, Smith machine power rack some mm-hmm. cable crossovers yeah dip station all
0: in one piece <laughs> yeah amazing that's just that like one piece you yeah. just yeah, yeah. Got most of it and actually that I mean it yeah. wasn't that badly priced yeah. it would just be the getting it yeah for London
3: yeah it's, a landing <laughs> <price>.
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I was going to say the actual purchase
1: you know for people listening you know this thing had like Everything, Everything. Really. Yeah. yeah. It's probably about 200k's worth, 200,000 shillings worth to buy. Which is so nothing, really. It. Yeah. But no, that's the thing. If you were to buy those as individual pieces, like a Smith machine, a power rack, you know, it had a bench, it had some cables. Like four times you know, that. If you were to yeah. buy as individual pieces, it's going to cost you a lot more. Yeah. 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 So I think like something like that would be good. As you said, the landing price of it with the tax man trying to take his baby.
2: oh yeah
3: <laughs> Can but, tax
1: um man. you know it's going to go up but still even if it costs you 300,000 it's still cheaper than buying pieces individually
0: yes that's very true yeah because
3: it's a it's a one-off buy for the rest of yeah. your life yeah. pretty much yeah
0: seriously good investment yeah yeah, yeah. we we'll look
1: after it so if you've got a bit of cash something like that then um, anyone listening if you want the link I'll send you what I'm talking
3: about yeah
1: um but yeah, yeah so there's good things like that um as we know, yeah, it's so a power rack's are essential. Really for everything from, I don't know, bent over, um, well, from the uh, what's it, the rows to, you know, legs, legs, remaining deadlifts to, you know, various various lots of stuff. And, and, you know, which is your power rack you're getting? Got the, that like, pull the down. L- yeah, has a pull
0: down and a row, a low, low, low. low row. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so So yeah, so you you've got both things there and it's, what's it got it it got a pull up attachment. Yeah. Yep. And it's so, yeah.
3: plate loaded, so it's perfect.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, there's a lot you can do without one piece of equipment.
0: That that then, so that what? covers so much, I think, and I mean what yeah, pen, I think that with a pendulum squat and then your yeah,
3: pendulum or a or a leg press. Or hat a leg squat. press, yeah.
0: Mm. yeah the leg
1: press hat squat's a good choice um because you get two for one you know, yeah. that dual combo um you know when you're building like a gym in a smaller en- enclosure you need to work out what saves space yeah yeah what's going to be most useful yeah and isn't going to take up all the space so any combination equipment you can get is always going to be with us a, winner. It's a bit like the lap pull down chest press have yeah. combo yeah, yeah brilliant um you yeah, your yeah but hat squat leg press is ideal because it's both um yes yeah, that's, that's brilliant um what other combos I like the benches with uh leg extension hamstring curl yeah, yeah the problem with it is trying to keep constant tension so I always say you should put a band on it just so it's constantly under tension because oh, otherwise yeah, yeah. It, it's light but it gets suddenly really heavy and he wants to snap you back down yeah. If you can keep a constant tension on there, it's a bit more like a cable one.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and I think that that, that pretty much covers yeah. like you
3: your you, yeah.
0: there you don't you won't break your bank and you know you will have a pretty awesome little home gym.
3: Yeah, <laughs> then as you as you get stronger you just buy weights every one, two years, slowly as well. And yeah. you know if
1: that's
0: you...
1: one thing, right? Like none of
0: us none of us here mention cardio equipment. No, <laughs> Well actually I would love uh, I would love an assault bike I love those things yeah, Air bikes, whatever I whatever you'll get away
1: with one piece But generally as I said If you to Cardio You can
3: go for a jog No yeah. Cardio just Andy uh, that's just, funny we Just get, <laughs> get 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 yourself a pet especially a uh, dog yeah. and go walk out,
1: go walk yeah or, go or run with a dog well if you don't have a dog get a skipping rope yeah
3: don't yeah, cost a lot yeah. and they don't take
1: up any space and you can do it pretty much anywhere. oh jeez I know oh, that's, that's actually bad <laughs> we it's didn't even think about no one <laughs> I, just, I was I like to get a spin bike I always yeah. like spin, spin bike, bike assault bike, bike. No,
3: no, no, yeah road. also when it comes to cardio machines I would advise guys from electrical stuff get the mechanical stuff like the yes. the curve runner, the treadmill with a curve where you you
0: don't need any power. Yeah, you yeah. control
3: your steps, controls how fast you go.
0: People don't realize running
1: machines and things use up a lot of electricity.
3: Yeah, yeah, a lot. But
1: for the motors <laughs> that drive it. If your electricity supply is not very good, on those lower settings, like you want to go for a walk, but you just don't move. Yeah, you yeah. almost <laughs> got to get them moving before you can stand on them, because yeah. otherwise, it stop. Yeah. yeah. so you've got a really good power supply for those. And also the maintenance. Yes. you got to under in wall equipment when you buy it, you've got to understand what maintenance in Kenya or yeah. Africa or anywhere I in East cro- Africa, so cross- or wherever people are listening, what maintenance is available to you. Yeah, cross
3: trainers yeah. were made for this place. They they stay forever. Treadmills, man, they're they're expensive. Like,
1: too many belts, too much dust when that
0: gets into them. No, they're, um, they're a pain in the butt. I think that's such a good point. Know, know who's going to maintain them for you, where you can get your spare parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why the sort of ones that don't need any power are great, especially when we're getting so many power cuts, like mm, now. Yeah, Because yeah, uh, uh, there's nothing more annoying or dangerous if you're running on a treadmill <laughs> and the power stops. Treadmill, treadmill sprints and suddenly stops. Lethal, lethal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh well, I think we've got time for one final question, and um, let me see if I hang on, Andy. This was another of yours, actually. It was a funny one. Um, where is it? It's oh, about so, so comments.
1: people say to us when they meet us the first time. It,
0: yeah, what what comments do you get on IG when someone meets you for the first time? No reason. I I came with this. This is
1: actually a question for me because I was thinking this. Every time someone meets me, we say one or two things. You either. Oh, you're a lot bigger in real life. Or I'm a lot nicer in real yep. life. <laughs>
2: That's the common one.
1: Really? I come across like an angry Hobbit man, like he's really small. Because I'm actually, yeah, you know, I'm not really tall. I'm, I'm just under five foot ten. But um, yeah, you know, I'm relatively big. And people who meet me for the first time, like I had guys, come up to me in gym, and go, oh, "I've seen you on Instagram or listened to the podcast." You're a lot bigger in real life. I was like, hi, right, thanks. I don't know. How'd I come across? No. Um, and, you know, and we go, and when I talked to her, we go, oh, you're a lot friendlier for me. Yep. I'm like, Those are the... <laughs> am I like, do you think I'm a really angry person? I'm like, yeah, I'm super nice and approachable. Those yeah, are actually
3: two of the most common, like, um, misconceptions, I guess. <laughs> it's like, wow, you, you actually talk to people. You know, like, no,
0: but you both look like neon particularly is quite scary with the dreads and the piercings and stuff. And even you, the you know, like, tattoos. And like, you know, when you're in the gym, you're in your zone. Like, obviously, if we came up to you and talked to you, you you're really nice guys. But when someone, like when I first saw Leon for the first time, I was like, that guy is scary. <laughs> how yeah. are you talking to him?
3: And I'm thinking, I'm,
0: I'm nice. He's such a teddy bear. But you, it's just how you guys look. You're buff and you're covered in tattoos and stuff. And it's just like, oh, better not, you know, yeah. take that weights yeah, or her he was... yeah but it, it is I think most big buff bodybuilders are the nicest people you're gentle giants you're really gentle giants it's just <laughs> the well ex- yeah I just I always Teddy laugh dead. when we say oh like, you're a lot nicer like yeah <laughs> thanks a lot what are you expecting <laughs> but you're going to come up to
1: me and we'll say fuck off <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, also going to be nice if you wait until I'm not mid-training I'll spend, I'll spend quite a bit of time chatting to someone you know, yeah. after my session because
3: yeah. you know? actually a good example is um during the Two Bros Pro show I went for so we went with uh, Clears bro a uh, few friends and his wife and by afternoon like in the evening they were like Oh my gosh! These big guys are just so nice. Everyone is nice to everyone, and when yes. they came in at the first time, you know it's everyone it's intimidating. is
0: intimidating. Yeah, guys
3: are no, you know everyone is in their zone. Like it looks like no one wants to talk to anyone, but after a few hours, they were like, they 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 are not what they look like. <laughs> no,
0: they're really not bodybuilders. <laughs> well, something I don't realize yet.
1: Especially like, you know, you see, I, I'm someone who just naturally looks grumpy, I think. I do not like, you know, I, I frown more than I smile, probably, but it actually, doesn't look nice, but i not nice. And I think, you know, people get a certain impression from social media. It's a bit like when we asked Kamal to come on the show, you know, I messaged him and he was like, yeah, sure. And we had a nice little conversation. And I have a conversation with a few yeah. top pro bodybuilders on, you know, regularly, you know, just like Jamie Joval. I'm always chatting to him on Instagram, you know. You know, and, oh, you know, yeah, nice, and yeah and he's a really nice guy and he's really super approachable and i think majority of the guys are yeah because yeah. everyone who's gone on a long fitness journey yeah i'm in the same i've always been in the same boat at some point yeah, yeah. Which, that boat is it takes a long time eat train recover yeah and there's no magic thing just because someone's more genetically gifted to get really big it doesn't mean that you know they don't understand the same struggle as you yeah.
3: yeah and i think which is a question we should ask maybe the listeners and it's is it that muscle is intimidating because it seems to be like a like a stereotype for everyone who's like big you know powerlifters bodybuilders like
1: dumb scary meatheads yeah
3: there's uh-huh. the. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the
1: listeners the guys who listen if you see this post on Instagram, yeah, I'm sure like Claire usually posts when it's gone live. Yeah. Just put down in the in the, in the messages how how you view us. Yeah. Be <laughs> interested in people's thoughts on us free as as people yeah. from just listening to us or following our social media. Yeah, I'm always interested. Yeah, by perceptions and yeah. see how close to reality
0: yeah. we are. Okay, I'll make sure I put that in. Yeah. Um, well I think that's all we have time for today. Um we will I we will link Simon Pain and gain equipment. Andy, you're gonna link the the that power the amazing, amazing machine multi- Amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. link. <laughs> multifunctional, multi purpose everything. Yeah. Um and yeah, we will be back next week with another really good episode. And again, thanks to everyone who sent in questions. And, you know, we we'll always sending questions, even if we're not doing a QA and a because we can save them up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, you know... Anything, anything. We really like being challenged by questions, and yeah, can't they can even be a little bit far out. We yeah. don't mind.
3: Q and A's are amazing because we we enjoy listening to q and a podcasts. So
0: yeah, I love them. You always Ask learn anything. new things or yeah. learn just a slightly different take on something. It's always useful. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the funny thing, and I always
1: say this about the guys who listen to this show or follow us on social media. They will ask questions all other times. Yep. <laughs> ask the questions. <laughs> you know? If you, if, you know, don't wait to ask us questions for those points. But if you do see it and you do have a question, don't wait to listen to hope someone else asks it. Just ask it. Yeah. There's, you know, initially there's no such thing as a stupid question there is if you ask the same question over and over again and it's stupid then that is stupid yeah. <laughs> you just ask it once and you get a good answer that's fine hmm. bit like, the only stupid question I've got, had recently is where do I buy Winstrom from are I, you I not know.
0: a supplier Andy uh, yeah. come on yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they message me about where you can get your pets from, because I don't know. Well, that's obviously how he sees you, yeah. Winstrel's supplier. Yeah, it's like, this he's, guy. he's, yeah, he's a. Shall I say, Winstrel's like most pointless head <laughs> <pen laughs> outlet as well. It's like, you know, from previous
1: episodes. I like suppose as a tip for any newbie listeners, yeah. Yeah. go back to season one, start on episode one, working way through.
0: Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, good one. I'll good
3: post point. some of the stats there. A lot of we get a lot of listeners every week actually starting from episode one all the way to this like previous one but yeah, it's it's good to see that. We are still
1: that. the biggest fitness podcast in East Africa. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, because
3: it's good. I can I can say from the stats, we we are getting newer, and newer listeners every week. So
0: yeah, and we're very appreciative yeah. of everyone who listens. Every we week. Really yeah, are. we keep trying to get new guests
1: on. We've got some good episodes lined up for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, super exciting episodes. So yeah, you know, we do try really hard to get good guests on. Yeah. so if there's anyone the listeners particularly want us to see if we can get on the show also put it down in the comments we would be interested to know especially yeah. if they're like a kenyan or an african but, you know always i always you know it's always if we can give someone the platform that'd be brilliant yeah it'd be nice. yeah
0: i think that's that's a really good one please do if you ever want anyone to come on or if there are any particular topics that you'd like us to discuss we are open to it all and on that note, hope everyone has a great weekend. We will hope that this deluge of rain doesn't cause more power cuts. <laughs> yeah, it's,
3: uh, um, yeah, it's coming.
0: It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Just oh, in time no, for you I to right. come I mean, home, I mean, Andy. Month,
1: next week, I'll <laughs> come back in a week's time and need to sod off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. bye.
2: See you. There.